Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to the show. Wednesdays here are Great Debate Wednesdays. We look at something kind of loosely based on the news and then zoom out a little bit further and further. And this week's topic is based on Michigan winning the national championship game on Monday night. And the idea that there could be like an asterisk on this title, Perloff. Some people agree, some people disagree. I think a lot of people want an asterisk on this, but I do not think there will be one, nor do I think there should be one, because they won their big games without stealing signs. So this led us to our topic for today. The Great Debate Series. So if not the Michigan Wolverines... Which championship in sports history is the most asterisk-worthy championship? So I, I want to go last because I think mine is the most controversial. Okay. I didn't pick Michigan in this one. I just full disclosure, I am I do believe that the sign ceiling is part of this. I did not pick Michigan, though, for this particular exercise. There, to me, is another way more egregious sign-stealing scandal that exists in sports that is the most asterisk-worthy championship. Okay. And that is the Houston Astros of 2017. They won the World Series. Here's a ground ball right side. Could do it. The Houston Astros are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Okay, a couple reasons why I think this is the most asterisk-worthy championship in the history of sports. Number one, this was clearly against the rules what they were doing. Major League Baseball had said you cannot lose use any kind of electronic device to try to steal signs. This isn't old school. The second baseman is seeing what the pitcher is putting down. This was a more coordinated high-tech and low-tech at the same time sign-stealing scandal. What the catcher's putting down. The catcher's, that's <laughs> yeah. what I say, the pitcher. Catcher's putting down. Yeah. Thank you for that distinction. <laughs> no, this I, is, that would have been tough. Um, so but they, it was funny because it was also old school the way they cheated, right? Well... They used to cheat where the runner on second is looking at what the catcher's putting right, down right. and relaying so they, that. They use technology, but then they just all they did was bag a garbage can. Again, so this is hi-fi and lo-fi at the same time yeah. because they needed a center field camera. Yeah. And this only happened because replay got instituted in baseball that you had a real-time camera. Oh, I didn't even video. know that. Yeah, yeah. So this is part of that. I, so they didn't even sneak in an extra camera. It was there. It's there. So they were using a camera and monitors that were already installed in the ballpark because for replay review and were using that real-time camera and then banging on the trash can and sending other signaling devices to tell whether or not it was going to be fastball or breaking ball. And this is wildly cheating. Every player said that this is an insane advantage there were players at the time who said it's bigger and a bigger advantage to know if it's a breaking ball or fastball than someone who's on steroids. Like the sign stealing is worse than the performance enhancing drugs. This is also bad because the Astros were so smug about this. 
They touted themselves as the smartest team in baseball. We're doing it differently. No, you're not. You, you tanked and you were really bad to get high draft picks. And they had to thumb it and shove it in everyone's faces how smart, how much smarter they are than everyone else. And meanwhile, you're cheating. Multiple people lost their jobs over this mm. one. A.J. Hinch, um, the general manager of the Astros, who's Jeff Lunau, who still has not gotten a job as far as I know in baseball. Alex Cora went away from the Red Sox, eventually came back. Carlos Beltran had been hired by the Mets. He was then fired before he ever even managed a game. This is the most asterisk-worthy championship in the history of sports. One counter-argument is that they, they stopped doing it because they got caught, and they still went on to it, win World Series. Well, they were doing it into 2018 as well. And here's the thing. But they won in 2022. They made the World Series in 2021. So they're clearly the best team as well, just like Michigan. You are cheating. Whether Whatever the result is, the result is you broke the rules. You were blatantly breaking the rules. Well, what about the other teams that caught sign stealing? So does that mean the Red Sox are on this conversation? So that too? was before Major League Baseball sent out a memo that said, knock that bleep off. Well, did the they electronic get, stuff. I, I thought the Red Sox got penalized. Though. Mm, they definitely, something with the Apple Watch, but it was before it had been a, a rule steadfast in baseball. It was kind of a gray area when they had the Apple Watch thing. Okay. okay, who's next? Oh, uh, Gish, go ahead. I want to point out, like, Googling this to, like, refresh my memory, the NBA seems to lead the world in these suggestions. Like, there's a, a deep NBA history of questionable championships. Oh, yeah. I'm going that direction, just okay. so you know. Um, so I'll, I'll leave those alone. I'm going to stick with baseball. And it's odd that I'm going here because I would defend the Lakers bubble championship because they were locked in Disney prison for, what, like 60 days on their own. No family, no friends. That seemed hard. The Dodgers winning the World Series in a shortened baseball season in empty stadiums inside the COVID dome. I don't care. That one feels fake. Put something next to that one for me. Yeah, that's it. I think that's a popular one, Maggie. Got to agree. I mean, I think it's different because I think why the Astros still would be number one over the Dodgers. I agree. 60 games is not is nothing. The game the season's 162 games. How many teams have we seen get off to a good 60 game start and then totally fall apart? But I give a little grace because it was it was COVID. Like everyone's just trying to make the best of a bad situation there. Yeah, and and again, I I'll defend. I know people are very anti Lakers. I'll defend the Lakers always. I'm not defending the Dodger one, especially because they didn't do anything to follow up after it. That's- you know what's funny about the Dodgers though? They they would be pointed at this incredibly talented team, wins a hundred games every year, has the biggest payroll. Nobody says they never won a World Series. Like, this was enough to get them out of that hole a little bit. I When you look at these people and say, oh, this Dodgers team never won, they still give them credit for they this. They do. I think it's all the division titles, like, yeah, I mean, sort of showed they weren't a flash in the pan. Uh, if you're just joining us, it's Wednesdays. We're doing the Great Debate Series, sort of inspired by the Michigan Wolverines. What is the most asterisk-worthy championship in the history of sports? I said the Astros in 2017. Bogus says the 2020 Dodgers. Ryan Botcher. I'm going to go with the 2006 NBA Finals. Mavericks. Oh, this is an infamous one. The infamous ref. Ref debate between Mark Cuban and everybody else. He hired an FBI agent to investigate the referees because Dwayne Wade was getting way too many foul calls. Went to the Mavs. He had 21 more free throws in Game 6 compared to the Mavericks. 25. uh, The same in Game 5. So, controversial take there. Ooh. No, I, this one is a great one. I was working at the NBA at this time, uh, NBA Entertainment. It was 
a, definitely a big discussion, especially because the Mavs seemed like they kind of had this series and then the Miami Heat came back and, and stole it. Here's my one thing about that. It's a seven-game series. So one game, while pivotal, doesn't make the whole series. Oh, it was multiple. It was multiple games. They, they were questioning the entire series. It wasn't it. just one game where Dwayne Wade got an absurd amount of free throws. It was consistently the entire series that he was getting where he was getting calls. all the calls. Yeah, I mean, but the only argument is that Tim Donaghy, or what, was it Donaghy, that, no. whatever, that Kings game, uh, the Lakers. That was 2002. Yeah, I mean, I think that one is a little more, no, this, little more egregious. This right? one with Ryan, I know that Dwayne Wade getting all those free throws was a massive, massive controversy. Mark Cuban won't let it go. Uh, Pete? Uh, well, Bogus stole mine, but I, um, and Botcher gave, uh, was going to give me a, a layup there with the Lakers. Uh, I, I I will stick with the Dodgers 2020. Yeah. It just was a totally different makeup of, of of a usual baseball season. Not that they didn't earn it, because you, whenever you win a title, you earn it. It's they earned. It was a different type of title, so it should be acknowledged as something different right. than the normal. And 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 to me, it goes back to the statement of about Dave Roberts. I think Dave Roberts, as everyone touts him as a great manager, has had all of these teams that have won the division, and they have not gotten it done. Yeah. And they can they can go spend five billion dollars on on free agency, and if he still gets eliminated, if they still get eliminated in the first round again. It's going to go back to how this title was very different than everything else. Yeah. It wasn't the war of attrition season that we're used to with 162. Perla. Okay. Mine is not a cheating scandal, and there's no real asterisks here. But in the spirit of asterisks, what is the one title that we all know about that everyone says, oh, yeah, but? The most yeah, but, which is kind of like in the spirit of an asterisk, is the two Houston Rockets mid-90s championships. Mm-hmm. Because no titles in the history of sports are more defined by one player not being there. Everyone says, oh, the Rockets won with Akeem. Oh, right. But Michael Jordan took two years off. We all know those championships were defined more by Jordan not being there than Houston actually winning them. So to me, those are the ultimate asterisk titles of my generation. Because story-wise, that was much bigger. than Nobody cares about all these other Nobody cares about that 2017 Astros. In general, like this was sports history is defined by Michael Jordan's absence. So to me, that's the most famous asterisk title of all time. Time running out on the New York Knicks. The Houston Rockets are the 1993-94 NBA champions. Actually, that that series is more famous. That was the uh, OJ (laughs) series. Remember that? Was that game four or was that? uh, With the Bronco? The White Bronco? Oh, the White Bronco. Then Starks couldn't hit a shot. That was a great series. But regardless, come on. Did the Rockets really win those titles? I'm sorry. People in Houston hate me saying that. I I get in big trouble. Yeah, yeah, especially kinda. as such a big Cougar fan that you are, and you keep telling us <laughs> yeah, you're going to say that their NBA team uh, has two asterisk titles. Okay, so that is our great debate for today. The most asterisk-worthy titles in sports history. Uh, I say the Houston Astros in 2017. Bogish and Pete both going with the 2020 Los Angeles Dodgers. Ryan Botcher going with the 2005 Miami Heat, 2005, 2006, yeah, Miami Heat, and uh, and Perloff going with the Rockets back-to-back championships because Jordan was retired. You realize yours is very much not like the others. <laughs> yes, I, I understand that. But, by the way, and I, I considered, uh, you know, the Raptors won, but KD was hurt. Like, I and Clay Thompson. Yeah. 
Uh, no, but that's, a, that's an injury that happens in the field of play. Like, that's just yeah, that's not a asterisk. In one series to have two of the other team's best three players have their legs fall off? Yeah, but like... It's a, it's a yeah, but title. Yeah, yeah, they won the title, but we all know what really happened. I think people look at it, that's a Kawhi title. Kawhi, yeah, definitely. That That's part of the story as well. That was just Kawhi, and I, it gets remembered as single-handedly. It wasn't single-handedly. We know that was a good Raptors team, but it... It's remembered as the Kawhi. There's all sorts. You could do bad call asterisks too. You could do the Rams making the Super Bowl, obviously as an asterisk because they missed the pass interference against the Saints game. There are all sorts of these things throughout history. I'm curious what people are. That's why I I gotta be honest. I think that mine is the winner here with the 2017 Astros. It was a cheating scandal. It was proven. Everyone acknowledges they were cheating, and they won the title that year. Like this is the asterisk of all asterisks. Now. The winner? <laughs> what? Mine here is the winner. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In this debate, there could be we're not winners playing of the shoots and ladders. I don't know. <laughs> Maggie <not>. always is. <laughs> if we're not. I mean, this is the debate. I'm here to win this debate. Like Ryan with the with Miami Heat and their title with Wade, Dwayne Wade and Shaq. That was never proven that the officials were I mean, in, the, in the bag for the for the heat. It was why just did a you bad go with the Lakers to... Kings? That was much more historically significant in my mind. I just remember the Mavs. She wasn't one. alive in 2002, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was one. <laughs> Wait, you were so, one? I was one. Yeah, how do you remember that Mavs title then? I saw like a YouTube video when I was like in the NBA ah, phase of my week. life. <laughs> no, <last week. laughs> Man, Ryan was one. <laughs> Want to feel old. <laughs> you were born in 2004? No, one. He said he oh, said, oh, oh, the O2 title. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. Hello, Maggie. Yeah. Born that, in 2001. I actually, I'd be honest, I did not know the officials also fixed that Heat Mavericks. <laughs> yeah. They definitely fixed it to the, the Lakers Kings. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki has done some interviews about this where they had to like switch hotels in the middle of the series, too. Like there were just a lot of things. And then they got their revenge. The Mavs got their revenge on the Heat, which is why this probably isn't a bigger deal now. The Lakers, be- the franchise, they shot 27 free throws in the fourth quarter of game six. And ended up beating a much better Kings team. It was terrible. That one, because I love that Kings team. I know, I did too. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, and like Dwayne Wade, who, Dwayne Wade's our guy. Everyone loves Dwayne Wade. Well, well, I mean, he went on to win two more titles. Again, if Dirk Nowitzki doesn't beat the Heatles, you know, the LeBron, Wade, Bosh, I think this is a much bigger deal. Mm. I, Maggie, I don't know if you've won, but Ryan lost. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I offer another one for us? Now, Perloff accused me of trying to go back too far in history for this one. But if we're really talking about the most asterisk-worthy championship of all time, which is our great debate series for today, it's got to be the World Series championship won by the 1919 Cincinnati Reds. The Chicago Black Sox, the scandal, they made a movie about it. Baseball, 1919. There were no free agents, no million-dollar salaries, but there was a team no one could beat. The true story of the team they called the Black Sox and the scandal that broke the heart of a nation. Any bet against my Sox this series is a sucker bet. You can find seven men on the best club willing to throw the World Series. Eight Men Out was the movie, obviously. I was a field of dreams hiding yeah. a lot of 1919 Black Sox in there. If only Pete could have been alive in 1919. Ah. You were made for that era. Ah, see? Wait, so... 19, why, do you want to get tuberculosis and die? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a goal of yours? I want electricity, too. So <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati, the Reds won. I were they, they called the Red Stockings at the time? Or I feel like they used to be the Red, the Cincinnati Red Stockings? I looked it up, and it just says Cincinnati Reds. 
Because, you know, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen Eight Men Out. I've read the book and John Tales, yeah. It's Pretty got, good. The, the cast is unbelievable. Yeah. I got to watch that. 1988. I think yeah. they got Shoeless Joe's handed this correct in that movie, unlike Field of Dreams. They got, wait, the way he was hitting? What? Yeah, he's left-handed. He's left I thought they reversed the film and feel, I, they, they, okay, so they had Leota hitting right? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, because he is righty. Yeah. That was so good. But what about probably just, you know, better. acting? I think the eight men <laughs> out. You act like a left-handed hitter. Yeah. We're getting into movies, but eight men out got kind of screwed. He's a natural, and Field of Dreams were so good. Eight men out was just a little bit worse. Cusack, I could not buy as a ball player. Sorry, I can't I buy mean, Cusack as a lot of things. <laughs> Wait, this is an anti-John Cusack show. When did that become apparent? So Ryan I, doesn't I, even know what we're talking about. You didn't like say anything. So that's it. No, Gross Point Blank's a great movie. Uh, High Fidelity Fidelity? is really good. Gross Point Blank's an awesome movie. And Pete, this is like right in your wheelhouse. Again, 80s and 90s. He's not current. He should be on your wall somewhere. I I should go down that road. Yeah. Get get out to the HS (laughs) and let's go. Wait, hold on. Who, if you could only take John Cusack or Jane Cusack? Joan Cusack. Uh, Joan, excuse me. Joan was funny. Joan is, I think, I my take number Joan. one. No yes. one's taking Joan over John. Get no, out of Joan's here. Joan's IMDb is probably better than John's. Right. My yeah. Blue Heaven. That's all she needs there. She was in My Blue Heaven that we both agree, Pete and I love that, and which is why we're soulmates. But <laughs> she was also in... That was Pete's best first date. That, she was that in morning. Working Girl. She was in In and Out, which is a hilarious movie with Kevin Klein. <laughs> yes, yes. Watch that again. It, it actually doesn't really hold up, but it's really, really funny. She was in what's the famous one? Network, not Network. Um, News. Oh my gosh, you know the one broadcast with Brooks? News. Broadcast News. Thank you. She's in. Yeah, she's bit roles in a hundred movies. Right, John like... Cusack's a movie star. She was in Gross Point Blank too. Wasn't, wasn't she? Yeah, like he got like her in every movie. Secretary. Yeah. She was great in that. Yeah. No, she's awesome, but she was, first of all, she, wasn't she the, did she have the night gear and 16 candles? That was her. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> See, I think if you could be, I know being a movie star, I'm sure is number one, but if you're a great character actor, I think that's also, like, that shows a little more range. Anyway, uh, great debate series. That's what we're talking about today. The most asterisk-worthy championship of all time. So just quickly again, I took the Astros of 2017. I also stuck at Houston with the 93, <laughs> 94, 94, 95 Rockets. By the way, 94, 95 Rockets, worst record of any modern champion. Uh, okay, way to turn the knife. Um, Bogish and Pete both going with the 2020 Dodgers and Ryan going with the Miami Heat in 2006. The Dwayne Wade free throw disparity, you may remember, against the Mavs. There you go. I would say, by the way, co- I, we, college basketball, there's got to be some asterisks there. There was a lot of cheating in that sport. UNLV? <laughs> UNLV. Like UCLA? John Wooden UCLA? Oh, yeah. They were dirty as all get out. Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Well, we're going to talk about it in a sec. 855-212-4CBS. Let us know what do you think is the most asterisk-worthy championship of all time. 855-212-4227. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Maggie and Perloff Show. Great debate today. Which championship most deserves an asterisk in sports history? I uh, got some Twitter responses. Uh, kind of interesting here. Um, someone, I, I mentioned that you said the 2017 Astros. Yep. And someone said, typical Yankees bias you tool. 
That, that <laughs> could that not me? be yes, <laughs> and that cannot be further from the truth. No, <laughs> that I'm, is impossible. No, I'm a huge tool. I'm just not a Yankee fan. Uh, someone points out that the Lakers actually lost home court advantage to win in the bubble. There are some people that say the Lakers that was more pure basketball because we said the the Lakers bubble team was mentioned. Yeah, I think the Lakers bubble title is totally asterisk, um, along with the Dodgers of 2020, which Pete and Bogish picked because. We were under really unprecedented circumstances, you know, yeah. this trying to do professional sports in the middle of a pandemic. But what, where I think that the, um, you know, the, the Lakers is really an asterisk is because normally there is going to be a built-in bias. I'm not saying anyone's crooked here. I'm just saying a built-in bias for the referees, for the home crowd. And the fact that you don't have to face that at all, like, None of it. Yeah. You could say, all right, yeah, it makes it more pure. Point. But, like, you don't have the, the – that's the one thing that really changes, not to mention the travel back and forth, but, you know, both teams deal with that. Here's one more interesting one we did not consider at all from Gary Hanadel. Every CFB title before the playoffs could have an asterisk. Since mm. in too many respects, if they really wanted a national championship, they would have adopted the FCS model long ago. Quote, unquote, someone, he quotes Lou Holtz, bowls were created to promote tourism – not to decide a national championship. I remember, agree with the coach on that one. I, nothing made me matter. Well, one year, Penn State was undefeated. And I know you claim I'm a faux Penn State fan. Yeah. Penn State was undefeated, and they didn't get a shot. Nebraska won that year because they were third. And the way the Bulls worked out, they couldn't play each other. That was a frustrating time as sports fans. I don't think you could get away with that now. You know, you're right. There, I think the... I think it's a much better system now, and then we'll see what happens when we go from four to twelve. The fact it took this long, yeah, to I mean, get that kind of bracket system. I I don't remember a more controversial year than this year with Florida State. I mean, people are still talking about it. I know that's crazy too. You know, it's funny when you say, and that's a good call by that Twitter user to say like all of the bowl, all of the college championships before the college football playoff. You could say that about a couple things like. How many Tour de France's, you know, have been tainted yep. because of steroid use? How many horse races, you know, uh, I'm seeing here, like, just, yes. justify and, like, yep. these, you know, these horses. That's not uh, the horse's fault, obviously. It's the yep. awful trainers who are injecting these horses with steroids. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to blame the horse. No, no, that's a great point. Right, uh, blame Bob Baffert. Great point. One more uh, tweet from Bamilla57. My take is this. I think it's the fact that they got caught talking about Michigan. Let's not pretend that every top program doesn't cheat in some degree. Recruiting violations, whatever. The signs are there for the taking. I'm not sure it's that scandalous. For the record, I felt this way with the Astros. Ooh, what do you think about that? The signs are out there, so it's not the worst cheating. You don't deserve an asterisk because the signs are open. I understand the logic with football calls. Listen, they're on the sideline. It's not like you're breaking into the locker room and stealing the playbook. <laughs> Which the Patriots also get accused of doing <laughs> back in the day. Um, so I think what changed about the Astros was, yes, the use of technology after they said, after Rob Manfred said, cut it out. Don't use technology. We Listen, we need to have replay. We want replay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And But you guys are abusing, and the Astros specifically were abusing that, and then banging on the trash cans. You had the, the smoking gun, so to speak. Yes, but, okay, I, I actually feel that way about Michigan. The fact that everybody's stealing signs and the signs aren't hidden, it's a, to me, it is not that major a distinction being in the stadium or being on TV. The fact that it seems to me like a lot of schools had the signs on probably just as many signs as Michigan had. You don't think Ohio State had, 
you know, these are very, these are huge programs. You don't think that they were going out of their way to make sure that they could do anything possible to get an advantage? So another one, and we're talking about great debate series today, the most asterisk-worthy championships of all time, the 1972 Soviet Union team oh, from yeah. the Olympics. Now, we talked about that when we did greatest screw jobs of all time, yeah. right? We we talked about that U.S. team with Doug Collins on it. That one's so blatant that I don't even know if it fits. They openly cheated to yes. win a gold medal. But it, So it is asterisk-worthy. Yeah, yeah. Again, keep them coming. Um, we want to hear from you the most asterisk-worthy championship of all time. Again, 855-212-4CBS. I, yes, I, Pete. A quick thing on, sure. on the Michigan thing. I, I, I Look, I'm not going to go hold the camera. have my team hold the camera at every practice or every game of my opponent. But the signs are out there for the taking. And if a team thinks it's happening... They should change the signs. I think. I think at this point, there's been enough evidence in every sport of cheating, where teams it's up to the teams to change their signs and to have a system that establishes where they can understand it and they don't have to worry about sign stealing. We have so much technology and so much just interaction. We can figure this. Uh, teams can figure this out. So you think that it was on all of the Astros opponents not to get their signs stolen by the Astros? No, I'm just thinking, I'm just saying now like like we all know that this is out there that there's the technology for people to to right. try to get an edge. I mean, started with Belichick. So everyone should, every team should have a system where they're changing or changing up the signs. I don't think it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I, I mean, they ha- the reality is they do have to change the signs yeah. because it's available. So every team should have been. You probably should have changed your signs before a Michigan game. That's true. I mean, you can't argue with that. Right. I think there's another. There's a part like where I get caught up though with the Michigan thing is like. What does the rule say, right? We're not talking. There's a lot of sign stealing, and this is unwritten rules, right? Like you can steal it off TV, and you pet. You have someone on your staff who sits there for 12 hours in a row until their eyes are bleeding right. out of their head to try to decipher everything on a TV broadcast. I get that, but this is against the rules. Whether you agree with the rule or not, can't go in person. And whether you say everyone's doing it or not, they did it in person. Rule break. Boom. Like fine, it's so slap them on the wrist, charge them ten thousand dollars, whatever, and move on. Don't give them an asterisk. Well, I mean, they suspended Jim Harbaugh for three games. Uh, let's go to our pal Big Dave is in Kentucky. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? How you living? We're great. How you feeling going into this Packer game? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> don't want to jinx seven, seven and a half point favorite. No, it's just, no. I, I mean, listen, they should win. Likelihood they will win, but I don't. Um, I mean, what I told you guys the other morning, I'm I'm dead serious. I've had my heart broke enough, man. I mean, it's just like y'all were saying we were debating over. Um, well, they should be okay. They should beat the Lions. You said, well, they're not going to lose to the Rams again. The truth of the matter is, history will show us they're capable of losing to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I think it'd be smart. They're going to avoid the Rams. That's the one team that would make me most nervous. I, I would. Don't you think the Rams are scarier than the Eagles or the Bucks or the Lions or who's the other team? Or the Packers, Dave? Yeah, but let me tell you the way I see this playing out. Um, I see Detroit winning winning this weekend. Oh, okay. The redemption game coming up over the blown call. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lions are going to be hair on fire for this one. They're going to be like, I think Dan Campbell is going to literally have drool coming out of his mouth walking into the stadium. But I feel like the Cowboys know that and can adjust for the hair on fire game. How do you adjust for that? 
how do you adjust? That's that's a great point. How do you adjust? And you know, also here here's the thing, man. We have got two liabilities that are fatal in the NFL. We talked about it a little bit last week. We can't stop the run. I mean, look what the fighting Maggie Grays did to us about three weeks ago. <laughs> and then also we that. can't. Which Pollard looked better uh, last Sunday, but we just we have not consistently been able to run the ball. CD Lamb's been our best runner. I mean, <laughs> yeah. out, of the, out of the backfield. You know what I'm saying? I mean, getting the ball in the backfield. But how did the anyway. Cowboys? By the way, how did the Cowboys lose to this Dolphins team? It's pretty unbelievable. They lose to anyone on the road, which is why it's we good they have the, home field advantage. We lost to the Cardinals. Yeah. We we lost to Arizona. I mean, <laughs> that's my whole point. I mean, they're listen. We were a blown call away from losing four in a row. I mean, it's just I have no confidence, man. I'm just I'm snake bitten. I just I don't know. Oh man. Well, Dave, what do you got on I the cheating? Fun. The what? the most asterisk worthy cheating scandal. That's our great debate question today. Yeah, it's the Astros, and it's not even close. Thank you. I, I mean, the fact that they, the the lengths that they went to to develop and use technology, I mean, beating on garbage cans, they had their own system in place, like the Morse code. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not even close in my opinion. Dave, thank you so much for the call. And, uh, you know, if we don't talk to you before the game, good luck. I know it's a sore subject, but. Uh... Yeah, that's classic fan not wanting to talk about it. I, I get where Dave's coming from, though. I think if he really felt like he had a reason to be uber, uber confident, he'd be uber confident. I don't think Dave's playing mind games with himself. Is there a single moment this year where the Packers look like an elite team? I mean, Jordan Love has really come on in the last couple of weeks. It's that defense that really is a liability. Yeah, I, I think that's a, it just worked out beautifully for for the Cowboys. Just to avoid the Niners until the NFC title game is Gold for them. Dave's Hope that right, somebody though, gets hurt. About the revenge factor if they face the Lions. That is big. I think the Lions are gonna have a real hard time getting past the Rams. What's a is Laporta out? What's the latest on their star rookie tight end? I, I think this is a hard, hard matchup. I'm I, I'm into the Rams. Yeah, I think they're doing the uh we're gonna make the Rams think he can play thing. He's not gonna play, but they're gonna say yeah, his he knee went the wrong way. Yeah. It was ugly. It's Focus. a bone bruise, they said. Yeah. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. That's what he's called it, a bone bruise? Yeah. Well, that's good. It's not an ACL. That's uh, like well, that's what LeBron gets to load manage, right? <laughs> well, they didn't call it tendonitis. Bogus says headlines. Hello. Hello again. So nobody puts baby in the corner, and nobody puts the Lakers on the free throw line 23 more times than the Raptors on a Tuesday night in L.A. in January. How are you going to explain it that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. He was already Canada's coach. Maybe he's now America's head coach. Darko Ryakovic of Toronto, a little upset after this 132-131 loss. The Lakers shooting 23 of their free throws in the fourth quarter. Toronto got two in that final period. The- <laughs> it's, it's good. I love the LeBron quote after the game. Like, LeBron, what do you think of the free throw disparity? He goes, well, they were fouling and we weren't. I'm like, I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> you know what? What's, what's really smart about this coach doing this, let's keep an eye on their next couple of games. Yeah. Because every, coaches do this. They know what they're doing. They're sending a message, and I bet they end up getting a couple extra calls off of this. The Grizzlies got 32 points from Desmond Bain in a 120-103 win in Dallas. And the Knicks still perfect since getting OG Ananobi. DiVincenzo the other way. Inside and Ananobi. OG 
This is too easy, folks, for the Knicks. Everything in the painted area now. Largest lead of the game for the Knicks, 76 to 46. Gus Johnson, Clyde Frazier on MSG TV, and an OB with 23, his most as a Nick in a 112-84 route of the Blazers. New York now 5-0 and since the swap. In... Wait a minute. Wait a mm. minute. Whoa. Yeah. Since when is Gus Johnson back doing Knicks games? Uh, I believe that's new this year. It's a very small number. Why didn't no one text me? I mean, I love a Gus Johnson call. He'll make anything sound like it's the national title game or game seven all rolled into one. Except Knicks Blazers when it's a blowout in the first in the first <laughs> half. <Okay>. <laughs> Didn't have that same. Uh, yeah. Here we go. I think it's a very small number of games that he's involved. So in. this wasn't like calling the Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. No. Where Gus basically lost his mind on every single play. I, don't, I think he behaved himself for the most part last night because the game is <sighs> never in doubt. I'm reading the box score of that game. I have no idea who these players on the Blazers are. And you, you know, okay, D. Reith is their center. Is that <laughs> anyone name? Duop Reith. And someone named T. Camera is their starting. Uh... So he, he, I know, Tamani Kamara played at Dayton. Oh. Yeah. Great. He's averaging seven points a game. He actually got my voice in the Sports Center top 10 with a dunk last season. Look at you. Yeah. Second round pick, 2023, seven points a game. Yeah. There you go. Shouldn't be a starting power forward in the NBA. And Bogus and I know the radio voice of the Blazers very well. Yes. Yes. Travis Demers is a personal friend of me and Pete. So America's got the full Blazer breakdown now. How do you guys know this guy? Well, he went to he went to LU Post before me. So that's how I knew him. Oh. And and he worked at Sirius with uh, Bogus. Yeah. Another guy that's taken off, and me and Peter are still in the same. That's right. Yeah. We're touting his. Uh... What do you mean? You're hanging out with Perloff and I. I mean, this is and this is as good as it Ryan gets. Bodger. And by the way, that being said, this, this Blazers me roster. Someone called a tool on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get any better than this. This Blazers roster. Oh boy, I think you guys are doing way better than this poor guy calling this. <laughs> this <team. laughs> Up until this year, you had Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, this is a little different. Yeah. When Dame walked out that door, your friend should have followed him. Because <laughs> they're an opening in Milwaukee. They've been traded, yeah. Uh, the, actually, to be honest, I want to call Raptors games now. Right? Uh, the Miami Heat and Eric Spolscher agreeing to a record extension. It's eight years, $120 million, according to reports. That's the most committed money in North American coaching history. And Spo gets, again, eight years, 120 mil. And you could you could say he's underpaid too. Uh, because he I think he's the best coach in the NBA and a be, and and it's not even close and he might be one of the best coaches in sports, period. Interesting. I feel like Jimmy Butler gets a lot of the credit for their finals appearances lately. Yeah. The the post LeBron Wade finals appearances, but um got it. But I who, feel like Pat Riley got a lot of credit for the earlier titles. He sets that tone in there. I, no, I, I, get, give, I agree. I give Pat Riley a lot of credit, too, obviously. Yeah. But who, there's not even a who's second in that. So you bring I, up a good point. Like, who are the high Kerr, I guess? Yeah, maybe. Wait, so this is the largest contract you said in professional North in American? North American coaching history. Says, that we yeah. know about. That because know, yeah. Belichick's always hidden his numbers. It's like taking briefcases of cash out the back. <laughs> yeah, just like Brady. Who knows? <laughs> Allegedly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, no, just contribute $5 million to Brady's charity. Um... What about college coaches, though? Has there not been one that's over 120? I don't think anybody makes 15 mil a year, and 120 is a lot. No, I get it. But yeah. what if Brian Kelly got 100, right? I mean, it's also possible that the Woj story leaves out profession, the word professional. Okay. At college might be different, but I don't. But I guys have definitely gotten like 10 or 12 mil a year, but maybe just not long enough 
to get to 120 mil total. And it's also, that's just straight money. A lot of those other deals are bonuses and add-ons and and stuff like that. Uh, Men's number one, Purdue, took an 88-72 tumble at Nebraska. Number two, Houston, the last undefeated team, losing at Iowa State, 57-53. Kudos again to Perloff for coming in through that heartbreak this morning. (laughs) Number six, Kentucky did take care of Mizzou, 90-77. And Baylor top BYU, 81-72 in a meeting of ranked Big 12 teams. You know one of my problems with being a Houston Cougars basketball fan? (laughs) They have one of the most. Nobody people. believes you. <laughs> <laughs> Lifelong Houston Cougars going back to Akeem. They are so boring. I mean, what was that score last night? 57 53? Yeah. They just like, they are not an exciting basketball team. But I think at least also- Purdue's got an abnormally large man in the middle. There's nothing to really grab onto with my Cougs. And I think they lost the only guy I knew, right? Marcus Sasser's finally gone. I don't know anyone else on that roster. No. I have no idea. Yeah, I think he is. Isn't he in the? Is he in the NBA? I, I don't know. NBA retired. Houston. He's in the Pistons. Pistons. I'm pretty sure Sasser's That's in the Pistons. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, Since Houston. Yeah, Houston Cougars. I I not I I have not had a chance to watch my team this year. But they have a bunch <laughs> of si- a fan. they have a bunch of six five guys who play <laughs> killer defense. There's nothing really grab so onto. Six, you're 16 games in and haven't <laughs> watched them yet. <laughs> tell you right now. I, I don't know how I'm going to fill out my brackets, but I'm putting Houston in the final eight, right? I mean, come on. Final eight. How big of you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Way to go <laughs> out on a lane. It used to be my Tom Izzo's just immediately pencil him in and work backwards, but uh, go Cougs. And none of you guys can put them in the final four because they're uh, my you, team. You got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until they lose again, and then they're not your team anymore. Yeah, then he'll pick up a different team. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins signing veteran linebackers Bruce Irvin and Justin Houston yesterday because apparently they're prepping for the 2017 playoffs. <laughs> Miami needs <laughs> Linebacker help because Jerome Stop Baker, them. Andrew Van Ginkle, right. they're, they're signing one day deals to retire as Dolphins. That's I that. You bring out Justin Houston's like actually we're here to retire your jersey. I actually thought that. Yeah. I thought they were like signing a one day contract. Hey, we're gonna go out on top. I think Jay Fiedler's backing up two of them this weekend as well. Oh my gosh, that's a funny joke. Justin Houston's like after the game, take off that Dolphins jersey. The entire Chiefs jersey. The shocking thing is, both of them were playing in the NFL this year, and I had I definitely didn't yeah. know Justin Houston was still no, playing. I thought he was done like Wait, five years ago. Playing? One of them was in Detroit. One of them was in Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well be retired if you're playing in Carolina. That sounded like you dropped the mic, but you were just scoffing into the microphone. But one thing I noticed: uh, what happened in Dominic and Two wanted to come back and play? Why don't? Why doesn't someone sign him? Why are the Eagles signing all these old guys? By the way, we need all. You already these have people. a lot of old guys. Yeah, <laughs> you've reached your old just guy because, quota. Just because Shaq Leonard's our middle linebacker and he's semi-retired, <laughs> and Julio Jones is catching balls. They traded for Bayard. You're, Maggie's right. You used all your old guy wild cards this year. You got Brandon Graham. You got Fletcher yeah. Cox. There's no over 35 players left. Robbie well, White's Sue. still around? So they, <laughs> last year, midway through the season, they signed Sue and Linval Joseph. They need those guys. I'm sorry. Linval Joseph's on the Bills. Right. But, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, but he's sort of he's like. He's taken is what I'm saying. You can't have him. Yeah. He, what is Is he play? Eh, no. Yeah, I, li- I like this idea of signing old guys. Are you guys idiotic sports fans like me and you hear Justin Houston? I'm like, ooh, Justin Houston, he's going to be really good. <laughs> Not knowing, just like based on, as Bogus said, 2017. I asked him as a Hall of Famer, but he's only got one all-pro season, four Pro Bowls. Really? Yeah, because th- if you say Justin Houston Hall of Famer, my gut actually would have been yes, but uh, that's, that's I don't know surprising. if he's got that, if he's got enough. 
very okay. quickly to finish, multiple long winning streaks continued last night in the NHL. The Oilers 2-1 winners in Chicago. The Panthers 5-1 winners in St. Louis. Edmonton and Florida now on eight-game win streaks. Guys, back to you. You know, you got me fired up yesterday, Bogus, on hockey. This kid who didn't want to play in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. What Cutter. a jerk. What a jerk. He's got now that the Eagles are falling apart Good and the call. Sixers stink. Now I'm all about the Flyers too. That is Lucky like, us. Yeah, they're not good either, so you'll be off them by the middle of next week. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, you were a Connor Bedard fan. That was my oh I am a, a lifelong Connor Bedard fan, even yeah. though he's fourteen years old. <laughs> he has a broken jaw now. Did you know that? He's out for yeah, a while. He's out for a while. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to find another player before <laughs> Dave Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bogish. Coming up, we check in on Aaron Rodgers. What's the latest with that drama? We got it next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? Well... Maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel for this whole Rodgers-Jimmy Kimmel situation. He was on Pat McAfee, Rodgers that is. He has one final message to Kimmel. You know, I think it's impressive that a man who went to uh, Arizona State and has 10 uh, joke writers can read off a prompter. So, you know, my education at JUCO and my three semesters at Cal that I'm very proud of uh, has worked out for me, and I'm glad to see it's worked out for him as well. So I wish him the best. Again, I, I don't give a what he says about me. Um, but as long as he understands what I actually said and uh, that I'm not accusing him of uh, being, uh, being on a list, then I'm all for moving forward. I'm telling you, if aliens came down from outer space and like, so what's one of the big sports topics right now? I'd be like, I don't even have the energy to explain this Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel dust up. It has gotten so crazy. And beyond that, it's not there. I know there's nothing funny about the Jeffrey Epstein thing at all, but there's this isn't even like good quips back and forth. Like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel basically said Aaron Rodgers went to junior college. It's like, that's not funny. That's like, who cares? That's. That kind of plays into all the stereotypes of uh, what people dislike Jimmy Kimmel for in the first place, being sort of like uh, elite, elitist, yeah. elitist, right? That, right yeah. yeah, I was like, I was surprised Jimmy went there. It was actually kind of funny when he said the only two A's Aaron got were uh, in his name. A, it just reminded <laughs> me of the Key and Peele A.A. Ron <laughs> sketch. Uh, yeah, this is it's been kind of a lose lose situation, hasn't it? Feels like it. No, although one... Kimmel might get ratings out of this, I have no idea. I know as a late night show host, you want to be in the news. But it definitely hasn't helped Aaron Rodgers. I I don't see how it's helped either of these guys. Yeah, I guess maybe a little bit of a ratings bump, but I, I don't get it. And um, I mean, I get what's happening. I don't get how it helps anybody. It's just there's everyone's got contradictions. I think this is what has been proven more than anything with both Rodgers and Kimmel. We're human beings. We all have these crazy contradictions, and to to act otherwise is crazy. Like, to pretend like you don't have contradictions in your life is nuts. Like, Aaron Rodgers sitting on ESPN saying ESPN's trying to censor me while you're saying it on ESPN's platform Ooh. makes you sound ridiculous. 
You know, one thing I think you and I disagree about, and often disagree about, I, I think if Aaron Rodgers was out there throwing three touchdowns a game, that nobody would care. I don't think, even if a Jets fan is a huge Jimmy Kimmel fan, totally yeah. disagrees with Aaron Rodgers' statements, which are, you know, pretty pretty radical, some of them, I think they would, almost all the Jets fans I know would put it to the side in two seconds if right. he was great. No, you're you're right about that. I, I think that, again... I think where you kind of where Rogers loses me is he can say what it, whatever he wants, right? Like he can have whatever views he wants, but then to point at the Jets and say, "But we got to knock off any kind of distraction yeah. when he's out here saying things that are headline grabbing." Right. And he knows that, right? Aaron Rodgers yeah. is savvy enough to understand that when he starts saying things about conspiracy theories and all that stuff and calling out big bold-faced name people, it's going to get headlines. So you're violating your own rule. Well, actually, though, it's consistent with him because he, he's a big, oh, they created this story to take our eyes off the real story. So he's saying all this conspiracy stuff to take our eyes off of how stinky the Jets were this season. <laughs> was, so wow. he's, he's actually doing what he's calling out other people. He's taking the eyes off what this is. Ba- by the way, as bad as this Aaron Rodgers headline is, anything that comes out, it's still better than what the Jets put out on the field this season. <laughs> you have a great point. Imagine the type of things Rodgers would have to say to distract from the Jets being bad. Yeah, I, I think he's done it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else Aaron Rodgers could do. He's saying it, Maggie, and you know it. Man, it can only get worse from here. Yowza. Coming up. We got more coaching news for you. Who is the best fit and which team is the best fit potentially for Jim Harbaugh? Got that for you. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 